Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Dr. Ayana Howard, and you're listening to Geek Soul Brothers and the Nerdy Venom. GSB Radio. Welcome, my... F- Whoa, that was an echo. What the hell? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I should have kept going. I'm a devil. That was It would have been driving me nuts. Anyway, welcome, my fa- fellow sex maniacs, to to uh, Geek Soul Brother and the Nerdy Venoms. Can uh, you dig it? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, our our fearless leader, if you can call it that, is not with us. He's uh, stuck in the Delta Quadrant, apparently. His comm systems are not working. Yes, cord cutting is caught up to him. Yes, uh, but we are going to carry on in his place and review a certain show this evening. Anyone want to take a guess what that show is? Samurai Jack. <laughs> Am I Jack? Well, yeah, me. But... Fuller House? Mackinac? Fuller House. Iron something. Iron, Iron something? Iron Giant. Well, Iron something. Are we finally going to do that episode about Black Mirror? No, no. Iron Mirrors. No, Iron Mirrors. <laughs> anyway, we will be reviewing Iron Fist since it came out on Friday. Ow. Yes. Sorry, JD. Uh, we will also, JD will also be giving us a review of Beauty and the Beast. I don't know why any, anyone see it, but anyway, and we, if we have time, we will talk about Samurai Jack Into the Badlands Season 2 and whatever else we can stuff into this episode. Like a potato sack. Anyway, Moving on. Before we begin anything, let me introduce you to my fellow nerdy Venom. So we have the man in charge of all audio, uh, Toby Wan Kenobi. You confused me, Master. What is gained by using one's strength in violence and anger? A victory that is swift. Nice. <laughs> Uh, is that quite Chain Kane? <laughs> the I little boy, yes. We also have Twitterella herself, JD. Hi, everybody. I will be reviewing Beauty and the Beast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. uh, yes, yeah, yeah. so we also have M Dog. Hey. Really? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Hey, hey, you know he's going to come back later. Mm, <laughs> of course. And, of course, our our fellow friend and cousin from a, a certain financial institution or group or whatever, Real Lord Dalek. All the world seems in 
tune on a spring afternoon when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. Every Sunday you'll see my sweetheart and me as we poison the pigeons in the park. When they see us coming, the birdies all try and hide, but they still go for peanuts when coated with a cyanide. The sun is shining bright, everything seems all right when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. I've been waiting a year to play that. I haven't blinded a pigeon in so long. <laughs> You've never blinded so... a pigeon? Which... <laughs> so upbeat. Wow. I mean, it is. Pigeons <laughs> are, you know, rats with wings. Exactly. It definitely was upbeat. Uh, also joining us this evening is friend of the show and lovable mascot, Mutsky. I have no music, so Hello. <laughs> just, just to hear your voice is amazing every time. It, it, of course. Oh, well, thank you. What happened to the world's most beautiful boy? Well, that that's something that M Dog calls him. Oh yeah, that's right, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Feel that love. Uh, yes, of course. Check out uh, Geek Soul Brother at uh, geeksoulbrother dot com, as well as his uh, YouTube channel, his video. Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, Tinder, wherever the hell he's at. <laughs> I think he's on Grinder also. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, anyway, uh, before we get in, <laughs> before we get into everything, though, we will start off with the news. His way through the cosmos. <laughs> well, now who's going to say the yeah, who's going to say the usual line that geeks usually says? Take it away, private. Excellent, thank you, Toby. One. Uh, we begin tonight with the apparently apparent lack of acting gigs in the UK for people of color. Actress Sandy Newton was recently interviewed and expressed that she lives and works in L.A. now because she found it difficult to get roles in the U.K. She goes into detail, saying that due to the U.K.'s love for, of period dramas, which predominantly deal with its white history, that there are not enough roles for people of color in Britain. Oh, snap. We only have Naomi Harris and uh, the other one. And, of course, there wasn't that many black people back then. <laughs> Jesus. Except, except in Care of the Caribbean. <laughs> His story piece. Yes. West, you know, the East India Trade Company, all that good stuff, you know. Wow. Uh, we now know why Hans Zimmer is now sworn off of scoring superhero films. Oh, yeah! Woo! He <laughs> yes, he's sworn off of them. the worst of the day! What is it? Please tell me! Uh, in an interview with BBC Hard Talk, the composer indicated that after his experience with Batman v Superman, specifically uh, what Zack Snyder had done with Batman, he was disheartened <laughs> enough to walk away from any further superhero film uh, projects. So. Uh, you see what Batman v Superman is doing to the industry, people? It's ruining everything as usual. <laughs> Anything yeah. that touched it dies. Yeah, but in this case, this is actually good news because Hans Zimmer is an uncreative hack. 
Ooh. You think everyone's an uncreative hack? What especially him. Especially him. <laughs> He's on his top twenty list. Yeah, I mean, I mean, out of all the conversations we've had in this, in this say over the years, one hundred. You throw yeah, in there. <laughs> How many times on this podcast? Jeez, people. Yeah. No, you've said like it, him. but you've also said untalented hack for a bunch of other people as well. So, you know, hey, he's just giving them the title they deserve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, as I said. Yeah, exactly. I got your back. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of known artists to walk away, uh, Chris Evans has indicated that he is no longer playing Captain America. Uh, in a feature story with Esquire magazine, the actor stated that after the next two Infinity War films, which would complete his contract uh, obligations with Marvel, that he was looking to do other projects. Other words, okay. he's done. <laughs> he's going to do a musical. He'll be fine. Maybe he'll run for president. Well, one at a time, people. First, first Musky. Uh, I was just saying, maybe he'll run for president. Oh, God, I would hope so. You better I would run vote for from Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> I would vote for Captain America for president. Dalek, you had something to say? Oh, it's just just maybe he's gonna play Nomad. Oh, okay. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen just couldn't deal with fan four stick. Okay. Yes, uh, the actor had a recent chat with the shortlist. Uh, where he indicated that he simply walked out of the audition for the film, saying that, uh, saying to the casting director, and this is him quoting, I can't do it, it's not about you, I'm sorry, this is wrong. <laughs> Did they really wanted Mads Mikkelsen to play Doctor Doom? Yeah, apparently, well, he didn't, he didn't say what role he was up for, but that's the, uh... That's the logical conclusion. Did, did, they, did they show him the Doctor Doom's costume from the Fantastic Four movie? No, well, no, from the story, <laughs> no. Well, the story goes is that they made him flail his arms around, like, you know, like, like a crazy person and yell and stuff like that. So they did the show him the costume from the... Okay, so. <laughs> then you read the script. Like, uh, did we have like this topic where like in the original draft he was like a breached blogger, computer hacker guy? Yeah. They was gonna have him play the Joker again or something like that. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> they make all the characters the Joker. God. Uh, anyway, a former Red Power Ranger uh, has pleaded guilty to murdering his roommates. Oh, yeah, this made, uh, made uh, the uh, stream today very entertaining. Yeah, uh, Ricardo. <laughs> hey, it's been a slow news couple of days in the entertainment world, okay? I mean, seriously. Uh, Ricardo Medina Jr., who played the Red Ranger in Power Rangers Wild Force, is accused of stabbing his roommate in 2015 with a samurai sword. Uh, we've mentioned that before. Uh, he has pleaded guilty a couple days ago to felony manslaughter charges and will most likely receive six years in prison. And if you, and if you wanted to make jokes about this on Twitch, you should have done it yesterday. Yeah, let's not touch it. I mean, really? I mean, why are we touching Power Rangers at all after that happened? Because, you're gonna, because you're, gonna, you're gonna have to touch it again this weekend. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not, I'm not to. touching it. Uh, like do we have to? Oh, to? No, sorry. Touch it. You know you want to. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to touch that poop. Anyway, iconic, uh, iconic yeah. horror illustrator and co-creator of Swamp Thing has passed away. 
Uh, Bernie Wrightson, uh, known for the for the DC character as well as Heavy Metal and other Stephen King adaptations, succumbed yeah. to complications due to his fight with ca- brain cancer. Uh, he was 68 years old. Yeah, he was one of the illustrators on the Dark Tower books, and he also yep. illustrated The Stand. Yep. Uh, also the Creepshow comic as well. Yes, he was uh, basically uh, Stephen King's sort of like comic book right-hand man, his main illustrator for many years. Uh, by the way, Bison is on is in the chat, so when we start talking about uh, Iron Fist, I want him on the call so he can hear us express our uh, views on the show. So, uh, Bison, bit, so. Bison, please, please call in when we get around to that. Moving on. Uh, some other quick news. James Gunn is very sure that we will get a third Guardians of the Galaxy film, but he is unsure whether or not he will be directing. Well, as long as it's not directed by um, uh, directed by the fantastic guy. No, no, hopefully not. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has ta- has been tapped to play Doctor Doolittle in an upcoming f- project for from Warner Brothers. But is it actually going to be Doctor Doolittle and not that other Doctor Doolittle? Well, it, the project's called The Voyages of Doctor Doolittle. So it's actually real Doctor Doolittle, not the Eddie Murphy thing. Hey, I liked the Eddie Murphy adaptation. Thank you. Of course you did. Of course you did. Anyway, Sony is trying to fast track the Venom uh, film, giving it a 2018 release date, yet losing the director Alex Kurtzman. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just how? <laughs> Just how? <laughs> yeah, apparently, Kurtzman no longer was in love with Venom and. No, I mean, how are they making a Venom movie? Oh. I mean, Spider-Man is now Marvel, or I'm assuming as much, and they're doing a better job with it. Well, yeah, it's well it turns out life is actually secretly the Venom prequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Split. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, FX, the FX hit show Legion has been renewed for a second season, so congratulations there. Thanks, and Brian. the Expanse has been renewed for a third season over at Sci-Fi. So congratulations to them. Oh, look, I asked for him to call, and he's called in. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Bison. Hi, Bison. Hello. (laughs) You're you're just waiting for us to get to the review of Iron Fist, aren't you? Yeah, number one (laughs) Iron Fist fan, Bison, on the line. (laughs) Yeah, I will... I will chime in in later time. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, man. And finally, say hello to Julia, Sesame Street's newest and autistic character who has now joined the show. Uh, announced yesterday by Sesame Workshop, uh, the character was developed to be inclusive to kids who are part of the autism spectrum. Uh, Julia's puppeteer, straight, uh, interesting enough, Stacy Gordon, has a particular attachment to the character as her own son has been diagnosed within the autism spectrum. Uh, the puppets will make her first full appearance on Sesame Street on oh. a, on the April 10th episode. So, Well, it's not, it's not like Elmo was autistic enough. Really, dude? <laughs> I didn't know. Get, get, get this right, okay? Elmo is the Antichrist. Yeah, I know. That 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 that's that's his deal. Okay. Okay. Fine. 
Are we mentioning Chuck Berry tonight? Well, Chuck Berry, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's Chuck Berry. He passed away. Rest in peace. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about Chuck Berry in a few minutes, yeah, but yeah. And, it's, and his cousin Marvin, Marvin Berry. Uh, I knew we were doing that. <laughs> really, douche. I mean, really? he discovered Chuck's sound. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, those people at that that, uh, that that dance were not ready for that, but their kids are going to love it. Anyway, for more news and commentary from the Nerdy Venoms, check us out on Twitter at 5 Nerdy Venoms. It's F-I-V-E Nerdy Venoms. Or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 5 Nerdy Venoms. Again, F-I-V-E Nerdy Venoms. And that is your news for this Tuesday evening. Remember, kids, Sesame Street hasn't been good since 1985. 1985. Brought to you by the letter F. <laughs> and the letter U. And the number one. This is so, so wrong. <laughs> yes, please. Stop. This is this is so this is such a wrong episode. I mean, seriously, <laughs> do we need to call Geek? You know, find some way of calling him so he can spank you too. I mean, seriously. What did I do? I haven't done shit. <laughs> you made a <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Anyone see any any trailers? Was there, there any trailers? new trailers? Yeah. I don't think there was any trailers this week. There was a po- There was that ugly poster released for Dark Tower. That was about it. That was not ugly. I like that. It looked too much like uh, it's yet another Inception style poster. Yeah, man, man. You it, are you plain? There was there was a teaser trailer for Valerian. I mean, we already had a full trailer for it though. Well, I think the director. Is releasing a second or third trailer for it. I think it's either tomorrow or the day after. Yeah, because that would be like the third trailer. It's actually the second trailer, but I mean the only the, the only trailer I could think of that was released was Despicable Me Three, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Did anyone see that? No. What about Baby Driver? Oh, that. Yes. <laughs> Hit the road, oh my god, what's my number? I hope, wonder how your engines feel. Hit the road. Okay, what about Coco? Coco had a trailer release. American God. Fix- Did that have a trailer release? No, he's just going to lie to you. just came out about two Oh, I... Yeah, I did see the Coco trailer. <laughs> god. All right. Oh, all right. Seeing as how you came in last, we'll talk to uh, Bison first. How is the American Gods trailer? Because quite frankly, I am looking forward to this series. And they do it with a hand clap. (laughs) Uh, It was was very bloody. It reminded me sort of a preacher. A lot of... uh, A lot of... uh, Imagery that might be disturbing to some people. But... um, Blood was probably the central theme. Um, until you watch it or read the books, it's not going to make any sense, I think, to the layperson. Now, um, did the trailer oh, did it show Bill Quist with all that blood? I was going to say, did they uh, show <laughs> that scene in the trailer? If you've read the book, you know exactly the scene because it's the biggest. No, like you know. Oh, okay. They did not. Because that was kind of disturbing yet cool. At the I mean, same I know time. that it, scene is it, in it the show. Thing, like, one thing I found out: Neil Gaiman is doing a tour. And, I mean, literally, like, he's going to arenas. He's going to be here. 
June or July. I don't know if it's going to, I know it's, it's too big to be a book signing, so I don't know if he sort of will read his books as an orchestra plays, or so I don't know if it's, it may be in conjunction with that. So it's like he's going full assault with um, with this. Hmm. Oh, it's an evening with Neil Gaiman, so he'll like, you know, do stories and whatever else. It's a, like, I mean, I've seen him live at Comic-Con. He, he's like an amazing storyteller in person. Yes, his his rendition of Green Eggs and Ham is awesome. <laughs> wow! No, seriously, he wrote he read Green Eggs and Ham on to you know, on video. I do not like them, Sam. I am. Yeah. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> I have to look that up. It it was hilarious. It was great. So, all right, Coco. Go go at it, Dalek. Uh, well, it didn't really show much. It's about a boy and, a, and like a magic guitar and something about the land of the dead. And uh, the, a lot of people are like comparing this now to uh, what was that? That movie from a couple oh, years Book ago. Of Life. Yeah, Book of Life, the movie nobody saw. Even though, like you know, this movie started work in two thousand, apparently. Yeah, it started work back in two thousand, and it doesn't look like Book of Life at all. <laughs> And they actually have an accurate guitar playing. I guess they do. Um, All right. How's that? <laughs> no, like they actually animated, like, you know, finger placements and everything on the guitar instead of just being lazy and cheating their way like normally they would. I just think it's amazing that they actually showed more in this trailer than they did in the Cars 3 trailer. Yeah, they certainly did. I mean, we don't still don't even know what the hell Cars 3 is supposed to be about. I, why are uh, we even getting two Pixar films this year? I don't get that. We got two Pixar films two years ago as well. Yeah, no, that's yeah well, that was because a good dinosaur. That was only because the good dinosaur was so much crap that they couldn't release it the year before. Yeah, I thought they were doing two a year from now on. Period, because they have a lot, like a like it's a sequel and then an original every year or something. I thought. Well, they didn't do one last year. They just had, well, they only did one last year with Finding Dory. Well, but, no, like uh, last year, like that was the like this year's to start the plan. I think. Okay. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? And then, of course, they had a new trailer for Boss Baby, which we know uh, Alfro Puffin and stuff will be seeing. I, cannot, <laughs> I honestly, I cannot believe they're releasing that movie. I really. It's like, it. how does that movie exist? I still can't figure out that one. Alex really? Baldwin is in it. That's probably uh, why it exists. But, uh, well, I, I, the right mind thought it was a good idea to make this movie. Uh, Comets Bison. Bison. <laughs> Yeah, how are you going to put the man on 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 blast like that? Seriously. We have other people on the panel, too. Oh, I mean, Bison's is very important. His opinion matters because he's the counterpoint to all of us, usually. Well, I, no, I'm not. Uh, in this case, <laughs> how can you have a counterpoint? It's basically Trump the movie. No, he's a spy, actually. I mean, I, I hope, uh, um, panel, you know bad movies are not anything new. It's just, but usually a lot of them tend to make money. They just want to make a quick buck and keep moving. Yeah, except um, DreamWorks is like bleeding cash profusely. They are literally on their last legs. Yeah, this is one of those movies you don't release if you want to make money. Unless you go straight to video, but I don't, I don't see a lot of these type movies being released straight to video. Unless this is Netflix. one of those ones you just like you know you write it off. <laughs> and plus, uh, I mean, who's their competition right now? 
really. So either uh, Beauty and the Beast. Disney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, DreamWorks is actually uh, gone. They're, they've been absorbed by um, Universal. Universal. Yeah, Universal. This is, I think, the last movie they put out before the acquisition. Yeah. Like, One thing I've noticed the garbage right, movies just out to get money. A lot of movies tend to be either passion projects or um, agendas by um, studio heads who usually have short tenures. You know, yeah. a year, year and a half, two years, and you know, it just takes more time for their movies to cycle out. Mm. And you know, this, this might be the last regime's um, um, movie that they just want to just push out, but the new regime may take hold in the summer and, you know, they'll start clamping down on garbage. Yeah, that's true. Thank God. Uh, it's universal, though, so maybe not. I mean, they got, their competition is Ghost in the Shell, so it's going to be an awful week. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, Alice, uh, JD, you had something to say. No, no, no. Boss baby comments, not about JD. Boss JD? baby. Nothing about no, Boss Baby? Not going to watch it. Already got your tickets purchased <laughs> in advance from Fandango. Fandango.com. Order code GSB. Now. <laughs> wow. Dude, seriously, don't do that. No, don't do that. Oh, man. Anyway. Is that cross-promotion money? <laughs> yeah, that we are not getting. Something. Hey, hey, kids, you know where the real donate button is? Fandango. Yes. Oh, God. Order code GSP. <laughs> anyway, you, can you mute those two, please, Toby? Toby. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Anyway, moving on to our film review. Before we go on to Toby Cat, <laughs> JD, wow. the stage is yours. Thank you, thank you. So yes, I did go see Beauty and the Beast. Really wanted to see how much it was like the theater production because I figured it was going to be more like the theater production than the cartoon. Uh, sorry, the animated movie, and it was. It's it's basically the theater production on film. It really is. It's it's glorious and beautifully done. The costuming is wonderful. The songs, including Emma, which I was surprised that she could actually sing. Uh, Sounded great. Uh, Luke Evans actually sings really well in this song, in this uh, in this movie. And there's a few others. Yeah, uh, sorry, his song. Well, it's amazing that he has a a great voice, uh, close to a tenor. Uh, It was it was just I was surprised because I didn't expect him to be good. They they had other actors and actresses in there that, yes, you expected them to be awesome. Uh, I've got to find the lady's name who was just amazing. Uh, loved her voice throughout the movie. Just couldn't wait to hear her again. But it, it was surprisingly good. Uh, my friends beside me that sat with me were like, yes, but I like the animated film better. <laughs> I thought, I thought, so does everybody else in America, but this is a live action film. But we're Canadian. Film. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a live action film. I had to kind of do it like the theater production. Yeah. So it made now, sense. Now, it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Luminaire and Cogsworth. Is that creepy looking being no. animated like that? 
Because no, to me, they, they were really cool. Because, like, to me, seeing them on film like that kind of creeps me the hell out personally. No, they were. They, actually, they did a great job on uh, all of them. Truly, uh, hmm. the look of of, and I won't give up too much, but you would have seen it. The 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 piano, the candlestick, the teacup. Uh, it was really well done, and of course, of course, the voices behind uh, uh, Emma Thompson. Uh, again, you had Stanley Tucci and some of the other actors in there. It was just it, really wait, wait, well wait, wait. Who, who 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 Stanley Tucci play? The piano. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I'm trying not to give away too much. I'm going. Oh my goodness. You can't. How can you give it away? There this aren't a, any spoilers okay, for this movie. They, they, they didn't he change played, it. He played Cadenza. I had to look up okay. the names. Sorry, because I can't remember them off. You know, they're kind of. Whoa. And then uh, Audra <laughs> okay. McDonald. Yeah. So one of the one of the few black women in the film, uh, of course, is is one of the. She's like the wardrobe in it, but she has the most beautiful voice, and she gets to like really lay it out in this film, and hmm. she basically blows everybody else under the water. So when you hear her sing, you're like, "Wow, that's amazing! Oh my god, we don't get any more of her for a while." Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go on to the rest of the cast. Yay, they're great. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. And then they get back to her, and it's like, "Wow, you know, she does. <laughs> she just." Makes everybody else sound, eh. Her, she was amazing. So, so yeah, how... it's it's it was it was a good film. It was it was really well done. The CG was, I have to say, pretty flawless. Uh, and my friends even had to admit that because we couldn't tell. Uh, I'm assuming the some of the most of the beast, and of course all the teacups and everything were CG, you really couldn't tell mm -hmm. that it was CG against whatever. So, it really well done. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Again, it was Beauty and the Beast. I was going to enjoy the movie anyways. Um, I, I liked Luke Evans as a villain. I liked, oh, what's his name as the, as the, as the Beast? Dan Stevens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, what I didn't expect, and I, and you know, again, it's a musical, so I was more looking towards the music of the of the movie. They did a really great job. What I didn't expect was the last song of the movie, uh, not the very, very last song, but the last song of the movie, is sung by Celine Dion. Uh. Celine, Celine and, and Peebo Bryson did the original Beauty and the Beast back yes. in what, 1990. Yes. So yes. they didn't do, let her do it this time, because John Legend and Aria Grande was doing it. So those two do the Beauty and Beast song at the very, very end of the film. Oh. She does another song. And, it's, and it took me half the song to realize it was her singing. It was, <laughs> again, she still sounds amazing. Yes. But she doesn't do any of that vocal uh, vocalization that you would normally pick up on, that it's her singing. Until the very end. So it was great that they had her do a song. I was thrilled that they had her do the song because she was fabulous for the animated one. So I, I did miss her not having music in there. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah, I liked the film. I, I would recommend it. It was well done. 
Um, if there's very, very young children, oh, uh, they, so of course the beast in this film gets shot. Yes. Yeah, stabbed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, by Gaston and, uh, Gaston and yeah, my friends had a big issue with that. Oh, well, it got shot Nobody at. I'm thinking. Pop a cap like that? Gaston. Uh, no, really? <laughs> I'm thinking. Don't toss a cap in the ass like Castle. Did you just say that? What's the difference? I mean, the fact is that, oh, hey, Bat Gaston mortally wounded the beast. He didn't both well, versions. That's just, it, 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 you know. Um, it's uh, not really a change as much as it did the same thing. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, it, again, it's the theater version compared well, to the. To the animated version. Well, that's so, what I what I don't get about that is that they didn't include any of the, the actual new songs from the Broadway version in this, did yeah. they? I thought they did. No, they didn't. Seriously, the the one in the congratulations, congratulations, Dalek! You just broken you just broke uh, JD's heart. I know. I know. <laughs> I thought honestly, <laughs> no. It's it's a couple of the songs in the center of the film. I thought they did. Uh, no, it was reported a long time ago that they had uh, making an air uh, and Bryce wrote new songs. They did not. They oh, okay. not that's what before. they did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's why. Because I'm thinking, hold on. I think the only one, not I, from I, the animated series. <laughs> yeah, I, I think no. the only one they kept from the Broadway show was, was he again in there? No. No, it wasn't. Oh, so they didn't no. keep anything. Okay. Yeah, so but again, it, a really good film. The kids seem to like it. The adults seem to like it more. Uh, the CG was a, amazing. Uh, Emma Watson was very much Belle. It was, she fit the role well. And I understand now why she took this one instead of, they had offered her Cinderella before, and she said no to it. Yeah. And then when this came up, she said yes. And she does suit the Belle part better than I think she would have ever suited uh, Cinderella. So, True. you know, for uh, for me, it, for families going to it, you know, it's a musical. Mm. I give it a 4.5 because it's a musical. I, I, I like musicals. I'm not a huge, huge fan of musicals. And it's a musical the whole way through. <laughs> it's, like, it's like very little talking. It's like lots of music. Someone likes her show tunes. Yeah. Yeah. If you like your show tunes, <laughs> you're going to love this movie. No, so, I, the, I, do, I do have a question. Are good. Okay. Uh, no, I, I did have a question. Something yeah. that caused a bit of controversy over the, the last couple of weeks. Oh, yes. How the... gay was LeFou? <laughs> just, just so people know. <laughs> Seriously? He was... He was... He was gay, but it was funny and light and honestly if you didn't know better yeah wouldn't have known like yeah. for young kids I think it would go completely over their head uh, for the adults as it should be catch, <laughs> as, as adults you'd catch the one or two funny words or one or two funny looks that you know LeFou would give Gaston but that's yeah, not well. it, it's not a Oh my goodness, he's. It, it wasn't like that at all. 
You yeah, know, and I was kind like of waiting for that to see if it was going to be a little more outrageous than, but it wasn't. It was very light. How so. much more outrageous could you get from the animated film, though? I mean, well, you... that's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly it. It was actually seen more toned down in the movie than it was in the animated film. <laughs> that's, so, that's amazing. Well, it, you got again see it, and you'll you'll see why I say it. It's just that they were a little more. I, I don't know, uh, smart about how they, they phrase things and did, it just, but it was so well done. Hmm. Again, if, if, if kids are there, they're not going to be going, oh, he's gay. No, <laughs> they're saying, so oh, it's... he's happy. <laughs> so what you're saying is we need to screw our courage to the sticking place and go see this movie. Yes. <laughs> That's the worst lie alert. Seriously, screw your cars to the sticking place. What the fuck were you smoking, Ashman, before you were dying of AIDS? <laughs> so yeah, go see the movie. It is again. Uh, if you like musicals, if you can handle musicals, it's worth seeing. If you can't handle a musical, do not go see it. Don't even go in the door. I don't even think they show uh, musicals in Alabama because of, you know, what it implies. That's why they got, didn't show uh, Beauty and the Beast in that one theater. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And the nice thing was that I didn't have to worry about, you know, giving anything away because we know how the story goes. But, mm. again, the the actors in it were awesome. And I I, I can't say enough about everybody singing. Uh, they did a great job. It was in line with the animated movie. So it, it wasn't a surprise. There was, you know, besides Audra, uh, so, there was no breakouts that I would I would just look at and say, oh, they were awesome. Hmm. So uh, just a question. Was there even a need to see this movie or could you just see the animated movie again? I liked seeing this movie because... Because it's not a uh, 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 No, actually, no, well, one is because, <laughs> no, actually, just because of the actors in it. So Kevin Klein's in it. He's amazing. I, I again took me a little while to realize it was Kevin Klein. Emma Thompson's in it. Stanley Tucci's in it. You know, Emma Watson's in it. Luke Evans. They all do an amazing job. They they really do. It's it's a well done movie. You know, people so, will be picking this up and keeping it. You know, showing it with the animated one. So it was. Do we need to watch this, or we just watch the Coke Toe one from nineteen forty-five with the Phil Glass opera dubbed over it? No, watch this one. That's a valid Thank question. You. That's a Thank valid you, question. Dallas. Thank you, Jay. Anyway, sure, sure. Please. Would you see it again? Actually, I would. I'd see it with different friends, but yes, I would go see it again in a heartbeat. Because it it was. I mean this. The CG was done amazingly. The scenery was beautiful. And again, uh, Audra's singing is worth listening to, is worth the price of admission. It would really you take is. A young, would you take a young girl who's, say, under the age of 10? Is it um, something that's, this is probably the wrong word, empowering is not the right word, but um, something a young girl would enjoy? I think so. I do, because uh, Emma Watson's character is very bold in the movie. You know, she's very independent, and she's seen as odd, and because she likes reading books. So I, I think it's a 
I think it's a good movie to take a 10-year-old. You know, I again, I don't think that uh, she, uh, being 10, or uh, any child below, yeah. you know, a 5-year-old will probably be bored <laughs> until the big beast things comes on, and then if they fall asleep, they might not like the beast. I don't know. Uh, but anybody that can understand what the beast is will enjoy it. So I, I, th- I think it's a good movie. I saw the original twice when I was six. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you still sound So I six. wasn't wrong about the five-year-old. God, anyway, thank so, you, yes, JD. yes, take it. Yeah, thank you, JD. No that problem. Was a, that, that was a great review of Beauty and the Beast. Which is making a hell of a lot of money. Just yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, how much is it up why. to now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, what are the box office totals? <laughs> yes, we have a box office this weekend. Number one, <laughs> oh, and nobody's surprise. <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast, $174 million over the weekend for who knows what reason. Number two, uh, <laughs> Kong Skull Highland actually held up surprisingly well, given things considered. Uh, $27.8 million. Hmm. Number three, Logan still holding up incredibly strong itself, seventeen point eight million. Number four, I mean, it's just on a roll itself. Uh, Get out, thirteen point four million. Number five, I have no idea what this is, and I think what? I've said that before. The Shack, six million. That's no, it's like not. A, it's it's a not about. Yeah, it's, it's not about Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. No, and it's not about the B fifty two song no. either. No, no, it's not about the Love Shack. Keep going. No. no, number no. six. Um, we're, like we've had like a pretty steady box office for this. Um, Lego Batman movie, four point six million. Number seven, our other new movie for the week, um, the Belco Experiment. I'm guessing none of us saw that. Four point nope. one million. Nope. And not a lot of people saw it at all to begin with. Uh, number eight, uh, still holding on itself. Uh, Hidden Figures, one point four million. I read a bit of a statistic about this. It's been in the, the only movie that's been in the top 10 every week in the entire month, year of 2017. Yep. Wow. Yep, 13 weeks in the top 10. Yeah. And uh, number nine, John Wick Chapter 2, 1.1 million. Yeah, and we're getting a Chapter 3. Yeah. <laughs> and number 10, uh, Before I Fall, $985,000. So, yeah, Is we it... have quite a plummet to uh, the t- um to number ten there, eh? Isn't that isn't before I fall that one uh, the the uh, faith based movie? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes, and uh, we know yeah. how you feel about faith based movies, uh, M Dog. Um, also, it should point point out that um, uh, Beauty and the Beast actually outgrows Batman v Superman for highest grossing March debut ever. <laughs> <laughs> like that was hard to do. Didn't they say it's the top grossing film? It's in the top five for... Well, not the, it, is the, it, is, it is the highest grossing March opening ever. It's not the top grosser. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm not taking this. For Star, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens, it's got like 200. It'll have to be about, like, about 35 million a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's something interesting though. At number fourteen, you have Rogue One: Star Wars Story going, having a uh, going up 139 percent in making dollars. I guess it's a last, it's a last gas. The movie's coming out of home video next week, yep. isn't it? 
two oh, weeks. Yeah. Uh, no, next week uh, on digital and two weeks on DVD. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I saw, I saw the ads over. It comes out Friday. Yeah. Yeah. 26, yeah. Comes out soon. We know. That's all we know. Uh, all right. Moving on to our the main topic of this evening. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, Iron Fist, of course, unless you were living under a rock uh, last week, uh, premiered. Um, you know, the advanced the, the advanced reviews gave it. Uh, you know, give it all negative. Uh, few of us have watched it, and uh, we're not too far far off from those reviews. So, <laughs> who would like to begin? Didn't watch it. I know Toby and I watched it. Then you should uh, be Mutske, Mutske's, yeah, Mutsky's seen it. So. Oh, 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 let the guest begin. Wait, 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 wait. Uh... Bison, did you see it also, or? Yeah, too big. Yep. Yeah, it's too big. All right. <laughs> All right. Just making sure. All right. The guest again. All right. So, Muskie, you go for it. What did you think uh, of Iron Fist? too big. Uh, the best way I can put it is it wasn't as bad as I expected. It's kind of like approaching it, what you expect to be a train wreck, and all the rail cars are still on the track. <laughs> That's hey, funny. Hey, but, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Dalek, mute your mic. That's, that's good. That's fine. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so, any specifics on, on uh, not as bad as you thought it was? Well, obviously, it has really poor pacing problems in the start, but uh, after you get past, like, the third episode, you know, the, those three episodes seem to be just the most um, tedious from what I can tell. Uh, after you get past that, yeah, it does kind of start to pick up with the whole hand thing, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, if I want the hand, I just want more Daredevil. I, I want to learn about Iron Fist and Danny, but all I'm learning about Danny is I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pretty much. Uh, Toby, what, do you, what did you think of it? Uh... Alright, um I I gotta go with the train wreck thing. I I, I kinda like that. Um yeah, the train <laughs> stayed on the track. It, it it wasn't as bad as as you know, the stuff I was hearing. Um I'm 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 gonna hit it at a technical angle, um, because I, I know a lot of people I spoke to are just like, Oh my god, the the fight scenes are ugh, all over the place, which they are. Um, and it's just like, oh, this guy they got can't act. He's trying. Um, (laughs) you know, as far as story is going, I'm able to follow it. I'm not disappointed. It's kind of keeping my interests a bit, but, um, I guess the only thing I can say is as far as the technical things, uh, there's a lot of these, you know, superhero movies or movies in general especially when there's a lot of fighting going on and it's more than just uh, a, a sh- one movie long it's like you know season or whatever where these guys got to get used to e- used to each other and what they're doing so mm-hmm. um as far as the fighting um i'll dress real quick i just think that these guys 
they're doing a lot of their fighting without any padding. And so I'm thinking or I'm hoping that they're trying to get used to how much they can go at each other <laughs> and 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 the long run it'll really get good because it's like oh you can really take a punch now we can really make it look good on film instead of trying to fool the camera because you can't fool the camera or the people watching if you're not really putting your all into it so i think they're just keeping back a little bit which arrow started off like that um the show but like see but see, at the same thing, at the same time, though, I find that really disappointing because you have two seasons of Daredevil with martial arts fight fights that don't hold back. Which and again, this is a character, and this is a character that doesn't hold back. And, 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 right, I'm sorry. You know, and, and quite frankly, it's to me. The, the fight scenes were very, you know, there was glimmers of hope in the scenes, but at the same time, it was so half-assed, <laughs> and it, 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 they really were half-assed. It's like the, the elevator scene, and we'll go into spoilers in, in a bit, but, uh, you know, the, for instance, the elevator scene, the fight scene, that, that you know... Weak. That was really weak, but <laughs> I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that that's this, that was one of their selling fight scenes in the in the series, and it was so flat. Well, one and again, you, you can't just. Uh, all right, I don't know if they were trying to hide this this guy's skills right now or the people he's working with. But he should. But the angles they were choosing, and a lot of the angles that they choose are terrible angles. For oh fight God! Scenes. Like, dude. Like, yeah. No. You're gonna do an elevator scene, and I know it's more than, and I guess it's an attempt on something new. It is, it was more than try not to spoil it, but it was more than three people in the elevator, and you're fighting in it. So I guess shooting it from the angle they shot it from, they was trying to get everything, and, and it just, yeah, and and in their style, it just it reminds me of kung fu. It's like. The TV show, yeah. it's just like, all right, um, it's a couple of hard hits, and then all of a sudden it's this this flow that's just too slow to even be believable. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, oh god, yeah. I'll get into that in, in depth more. <laughs> so, in a so bit. yeah, that, that, but that's yeah, oh god, uh, Bison, what did you think? Um. I'm not, you know, I'm not one to go with the herd. So, I think um, the near universal snarkiness was sort of off-putting. I don't hmm. think the show was that bad. I just think it was just flawed. But I think the Marvel Netflix model is sort of showing its wear, and I think it, I think they're gonna have to tweak it somewhat to keep people's interest. Hmm. Um, like most of the other previous shows, it starts even then there's dips and valleys this just had more valleys than peaks um if, if there's going to be a season two they're going to have to make some improvements i thought the uh, i thought it was too much focused on the family the business aspect mm-hmm. for a while i thought i was watching a, some episodes of suits or, they, or something <laughs> I, i'm tired of the um corporate tycoon as villain i mean marvel's gonna they really got a villain problem um, 
the actor was passable, but um, I would not see it again. I'm not going to go back and catch scenes on it, but I, I don't think it was as bad as people made it out to be. I think I, I think it they could have chopped off three episodes and you wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah, but you can say that for every Marvel up, uh, series that, true. up to this point. So that's true. That's true. But I think something tells me something tells me that his character may have more to give in the defenders. Hmm. And maybe they hold something back, but maybe that's what she'll think. I, it, it was passable to me. It wasn't as give my vulgarity. The hmm. shit show as most of the um, reviewers made it out to be, but um, I think it was the worst of the Netflix um, Marvel by far. Hmm. And, and it leaves a lot of room for improvement. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. Do you think Iron Fist would have been better if it had, and this is what I read, if it had a lead-off from another series like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or Daredevil like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones did compared to coming in cold? Yeah, might because of the fact of the whole here for hire thing. Well, see, I think that's what the... I think that's what they're trying to go into in their own story way of telling it um, because you know Luke Cage's and Iron Fist's first meetup yeah. was a, it was a battle Yep. so you know I think they're trying to lead up to something big trying to keep their hand the as a well yeah which is the hires and you know, trying to keep the hand, the kind of spider web that holds all of them together, the centerpiece, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they just, either they're going to have to hurry up or they're going to lose some yeah. people doing it this way. In, to, to me, I mean, my personal th- feelings from what, I, what I've seen of the series so far, it's very meh. It, 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 it's first two episodes are very flat. Uh, it does pick up in in the third episode, but then the character development becomes inconsistent. I mean, you have uh, Colleen Wing saying one thing in one episode and then going off and doing the exact opposite, and she's like, "Oh well, I, you know, I, I've dishonored myself," but she goes again anyway. So there, you know, that kind of these little nuances kind of for me uh built up into to me finding this series not as strong as it could be there are glimmers of hope in the series i mean you know and quite frankly uh jessica hardwick as as colleen wing is has been was phenomenal is phenomenal in the series She's the best fighter in this. Exactly. Like, and it's funny that you brought her up and talked about. Like, I'm actually following her character more because of the development. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, like Bison was saying earlier, watching the development of the the brother sister team and the job yeah. going on is. There's nothing there. It's a freaking. It's a, it's a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fluff. It's fluff. Essentially, it's fluff. But I mean, you know, on the 
there are glimmers of hope. I do like how they handle the father, the the the, the one character and the hands. How would I have liked to see the hand a little bit sooner to start getting things along? Because we've already seen them in in two or th- in two two seasons of uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones for a little bit. So, so you know, we don't need to be introduced to the hand anymore. Not as in depth as they're taking it. Yeah, but um, but it's it seems like this is what's going to drive this thing. Yeah, but I, and I'm fine with that. But it's like they didn't need to do the slow burn like they were doing in the first five episodes. You know, another thing I have issue with is, and this sounds crazy, but in the age of guns, and you know, we can, you know, there there are reasons why. Um, I mean, I just I found a lot of the, um, I mean, I've been watching martial arts movies for forty plus years, so you know, I don't get into what's authentic because I'm not a martial arts guy. But I mean. I mean, some of the stuff is just so over the top, unrealistic. I mean, if you're going to send, you're not going to send 30 people with axes to kill somebody. You're going to send one or two people with pistols, and that's why I have, you know. And I know it's the martial arts center. It's the most so that's that's one of the things I sort of have issue with. It was just gratuitous, like like with the um, board member getting killed, mm-hmm. and you know, and the father chopping up the two people, you know. Yeah. In in the um in the play, I, I just thought that was gratuitous. It was so top. It wasn't necessary. It was. I mean, if you gonna have that part being bloody, why not Iron Fist <laughs> be as bloody when he's attacking enemies? That's where I really sort of just it just kind of went off the rails for me. Mm. I mean, here's this guy Sp- who has the uh, power of. Um, the ancients, but his father is chopping people up, like, you know, killing people like it's going out of style. Yeah, and then, and then plus on top of the fact, you see Colleen Wing jumping into the ring and getting herself bloodied, and then it's like <laughs> Danny is just like, yeah, <laughs> it just says one punch, she's out. <laughs> and again, <laughs> the guy's I, again, I think that's just it, it, it goes along with the storytelling of it. That's not being done right, camera wise. Yes, and, inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, and, they, and they're, they're trying to do this thing where, oh, he's. The... Some people said it felt rushed. I mean, I, I didn't get. Oh that yeah, idea. no, it definitely felt rushed to me. Yeah. I I, I mean yeah, especially the fight scenes. Oh, <laughs> and again, I go back to the elevator scene. It, it, you know that was supposed to be a pinnacle shot a scene very much like the the two or three daredevil fight scenes you know that those were supposed to be pivotal just like in this one was supposed to be pivotal but it didn't work out as well as the others yeah that, no that was just it was just it was done really bad uh, yeah. Only part I liked in that scene was when she punched the guy in the face, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, well, that's the first time I actually seen somebody like she's standing up too. She's not gonna just sit in the back and be like, oh my god, she she actually decked dude.' I was like, okay, I like that. <laughs> but there were glimmers of hope in the fight scenes. One of them being in the second cage match with Colleen. Yeah, because that one that actually was a decent fight scene. Especially when fight scenes are. 
Yeah, Even exactly. She was training with the kid. Like she knows something. She's nice. You can see. Yeah. That. This other guy, like when I was watching in the beginning, there were some moves that he did that they it, it, it must have been mistakes because I was hoping to see a lot more of it. Yeah. But there was moves that he did that were slow. Were, they were sluggish. different, not slow. Yeah. Sluggish. I mean, that was it was different in a sense that like and. and I haven't seen it <laughs> in a lot of mm. martial arts I've, I've looked at or even what I've done. I was like, I've never saw something like that. Oh, they're going to bring out some new stuff to make him look unique to the game. And then as it went on, I was just like, okay, what happened to the unique stuff I did? And then I thought, I was like, oh, that must have been a mistake. Because there was this one in the very first one, or maybe it was the second one. When the guys, um, when he, uh, the hitman was sent after him, mm-hmm. and he's fighting them, and he does this move where he turns around and he does this like straight punch, but it looks like he punched the guy, and as he was punching him, he's flying backwards. And now yeah. I, I'm like, I gotta go back and look. I'm like, Dag, was that just a rope mistake? Was you not supposed to be pulling pulled backwards? <laughs> and you was pushing forward because it looked mm-hmm. kind of hot, like <laughs> looked like something new. But, but um, that's what and I was it, hoping it, for. And then you also, and you also notice the, the in, in the fifth episode when they're in the uh, container, a lot of it, the it pissed me off because they showed a lot of close-up shots of him punching and then back out again, and it, it just basically show oh well it was just like a lazy way of doing it I felt and it was just and that's what it feels like especially after watching something like Daredevil and that's what yeah. I was saying and I think that they're doing a lot of that because these guys aren't going full in. You can, you can see it. <laughs> they're not going... There, there's parts where they're like throwing a punch and it's like, oh, are you trying not to hit him in the chest too hard or something like that? Where in Daredevil, once they got padded, oh, yeah. I mean, even in some of the beginning parts, but... Sharita asked a question of you guys. She wanted to know if you guys are giving this show a hard time because it's not... because. Into the Badlands, and let me get. Oh God! Oh, oh no! no, no, I, no. I, actually, I was going to. I was going to do. Fight scene expectations actually... from Into the Badlands because of fight scene expectations from Into the Badlands. I mean, I've seen Into the Badlands; those are excellent fight scenes. Yeah, but that's all wire. That's a lot of wire work, also. Whereas yeah. this is supposed to be straight up martial arts. And you know what it is? It's, let's just go back. Let's just stop real quick and just say, once again. All of us on the panel, I think we're at agreement. We, this was given really, really bad reviews. We were still able to go through it. It's not the worst thing in the world. I yeah. think uh, what me and um, Jonathan is going on is we're talking about Iron Fist. Plain and simple. He is hmm. like one of the toughest martial artists out there, taught by monks that you can't even find. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, 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 the part of the I don't even know what you dimension they're not even yeah, in the universe dimension. the dimension that they're in only shows up a certain amount like this dude has 15 been years training yeah. so to give us half behind fighting <laughs> to keep some other words yeah. it's, it's like it's kind of it's kind of like a downplay to, to us yeah AJD hey, hey, yep um, I guess is a is a hard standalone character. Um, I think Marvel is trying to relaunch a solo book tomorrow. I doubt it makes yeah. it twenty issues. 
He's a perennial okay. sidekick. He is not a standalone character. Exactly. I think if there's a season two and they move it to come along and just have straight martial arts and him in this exotic land, you know, you can insert it whatever side eye you want with that. I think I think that the series can be saved. Replacing him in modern day Manhattan, sort of the fish out of water hippie thing for like three or four episodes. You know, even before he starts um, doing any type of martial arts, do a lot of people off. Yep. Put him in All an right. element, you know, um, have him do what he's, he does in the comics is, is, you know, knock out groups of people. And I think in two years or whenever there's a part two, um, people will be singing a different song. I, I But I, I just think the model of these Netflix movies, um, excuse me, television shows is, is, is catching up to it. Even if you, right. I think if you would switched out the lead, there was a lot. I'm, I don't want to get into the um, the whitewashing part of that's another discussion. Yeah, I don't think another lead would have saved it. No, no. Mm. I, I, I just I just think it was. I don't think Ben Jones was. The, I think he was maybe part of the problem. But I don't think he's as large of the problem as the writing. Yeah, I mean, yeah if you would switch leads, I think we've been saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, because they, you know the the writing really didn't pick up until like the third episode, and even then it was like, eh, <laughs> it, 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 it was still cons- inconsistent. I mean, compared to like Luke Cage, where you had different writers and different directors in in, in most of the episodes, yeah, uh, right. It was still it was still consistent. The storytelling was still consistent. They had it. It, it felt like there was an actual editor who was saying, "Okay, well, this goes with this. This goes with that. This doesn't feel like that." Yeah, and tell them to stop trying to grab music that you think is going to grab people. Although that all the music is on my iPhone, <laughs> um, but that's not the point. <laughs> just because I'm sitting there watching a movie and I'm just like, or TV show, Netflix show, and I'm like, "Oh, show!" I was just coming to work listening to that. Doesn't mean that <laughs> that's gonna make yeah. you like the movie. Yeah, yeah. right. Don't don't, don't do stop. No, no. I it do. I, all right. I I was gonna get into Finn Jones next. I mean, I I feel like he's horribly miscast in this. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like he lacks charisma. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? I think they picked him off of his. First testing, or, or whatever, which was Game of Thrones. <laughs> or, or not even that, just because he does. He what he really does well is that lost kid, as as Bison on, like yeah. like out of water. Person, like there was a part when, um, oh, when he don't want to give much away, but when he gets into the penthouse. And it's like he's going up and he's upset, and then and then all of a sudden the kid comes out of him, and I'm like, okay, you did that really well. But then when you need him to do other parts <laughs> throughout the yeah. show, he does it. But going from from his regular self to this like little kid that just found himself again back in Manhattan, he really does that well. <laughs> I think that's why they grabbed him. Mm. Now, do we? Do you think? That this ha- this this series has handled uh, the concept of PTSD fairly well because I I don't seem to think that it really has. Yeah, no, 
Uh, you know, uh, first uh, three episodes, it seemed like that was going to be a thing, especially when they went into the kind of anime-ish uh, oh. motion blur flashback yeah. stuff. But then it's like after episode three, and everything, you know, everybody knows he's Danny, everything's fine. It's like all of a sudden, this is all smoothed out. He's not having he, he traumatizing flashbacks. He's just yeah. talking to his old mentor with no problem whatsoever. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. well. And you guys have seen Rosario Dawson in this already? Oh, yes. Okay. Claire Temple shows oh, yeah. up in the most awkward of places. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it, it works for for the um the, the heroes for hire. If they're going in yep. that direction, yep. it's going to make night. sense. Yep. Yeah, because she's a night nurse. And, you know, especially if they do do heroes for hire, I mean, you'll have you'll have Misty Knight and you'll have... Uh, and you'll have Colin Wig join, so. And you, you know, you'll have the two of them. Well, you're, you're not going to, you're not gonna, this Danny Rand, this Danny Rand is not going to get with Misty Knight, I can tell you that. Oh, hell no. no. But Misty Knight will keep him alive. Nah, nah. <laughs> hey, but JD, JD and others, I, I do want to say this. I think as um, geeks, nerds, or how you want to uh, classify yourself, um, People have been so used to Marvel hitting it out the park, and this was this was if, if you use a baseball metaphor, this was at best a double. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm, I may be, and, and I'm not hating on it. I'm, I, I'm not as uh, negative towards it as a lot of people are. I mean, it was a lot of snarkiness, a lot of yeah. hate watching, which to me baffles the hell out of me. I mean, you don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna waste. 13 hours watching something I hate, I will bail yeah. after 15 minutes. But I think people had agendas with this show, and that kind of got lost. I just wanted to take it for what it was. Yeah, and I think, I think the, the same thing is... That argument. You there, yeah. Toby? Yep. Yeah, we lost you. Uh, <laughs> we lose Bison? No, no, I thought we lost no, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were saying, Bison? You stop talking. Uh, this, this, is, this is my analogy, as crazy as it sounds. It's, it's like your favorite band has been, you know, you've seen them three times, and, you know, you saw them when they were in clubs, and you saw them when they were in theaters, and, you know, you were with them every step of the way, but they crossed over, and, you know, they made it to the big time, but, you know, they lost something. That wasn't the band you grew up with. And I think this sort of model got to a place where, um, you know, it seemed like some of the writers mailed it in. And yeah. I don't know if this comes on the Kevin Feige or whoever. Um, no, but, no, this is um, this is under this is under Ike Perlmutter. This is under uh, Marvel Comics and should, Productions. Yeah, this should this 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 got past the Marvel gate. Yep. And yeah. you know they they don't they're not batting they're not batting a thousand. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to win some people back. Yeah, not because they, they, they're trying to. One, I think they're trying to use a formula which we, we're all seeing through throughout all the, the the Marvel things they put on Netflix. There's a formula to it. You can feel it. Yep. But I think one of the other things that happened was Nick Cage was a freaking home Luke run. Cage, yeah. I mean, Luke yep. Cage, I'm sorry. Luke Cage was a freaking home run. That was a that grand was, slam. That, was, that yeah. was a grand it, it slam had, right it there. Had three on base, and he hit it out the park. 
they ran in and now they expect the next batter up to be just as good as Cage was. And it's 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 not running that route. It's it's not with this batter up. Like, Do you think that's that's the problem that they that they thought it would run as well, or did they think that Luke Cage wouldn't do as well as it was doing? Well, both, both. They, they, it, there was a gamble on Luke Cage. Everybody felt that, um, and it's it, once people saw it, it was just like, oh my god, Marvel's done it again. Oh yeah, and and it, it's gonna keep going, and and they got but, the formula. They know exactly what they're doing with these characters. And but Luke Cage, they got the right front actor for it. Well, they got a, and the right for production staff yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. JD, I think they had the right aesthetic. I mean, yeah. I wasn't hard. I mean, the aesthetic was good. Um, I mean, he was hit or miss for me. That's just. Really, I thought he was. I I did. I thought he was great in it, and I liked. Um, oh, oh goodness, his first baddie, the one that. Uh, Jessica Jones. Dies. In, oh. no, in, no, 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 um, in Luke Cage. Uh, yeah, the one that it gets, it got yeah. got, uh, got a best supporting actor yeah. uh, for his other roles. Like he, Marshall, was, he was awesome. Marshall Ali, yes. But no, they he was a, great. Had a good all, and like Bison saying, they had a good all around feel. Like it had a great flow to it. Um, it had great music to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything. Absolutely. I mean, from the production to the, to the whole putting the whole thing together, it was just a nice flow to it. And it just seems like they're at this point now where they either think they can just throw anything out there, or they're not really trying to grab. Or maybe they are. I mean, uh, look at um, look at Luke Cage. I mean, it it did reach out to a certain group a little bit stronger than I believe. I mean, maybe they're trying to reach out to a different group when it comes to Iron Fist, and they're actually reaching out to them. Not from what the words are saying, but maybe that's what they were trying yeah. to do. <laughs> and and uh, let me be clear. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still watching the series. It's 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 not as bad as what the critics have said. It's just it need, it, it could have used a lot more work to get it to a place where it was the same caliber as the other Marvel series. Yeah, it's uh, underwhelming and a disappointment compared to the rest, but yeah, it's still decent. It's not offensively bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... And J.D., also, the, the cost cutting was so apparent. Yeah, you know, oh, China, yeah. Obviously, like, uh, Backlot in Brooklyn or wherever. Just Let's just throw up some signs. I do want to ask Toby and I think M Dog and I think you guys are New Yorkers. Bye. Well, yeah. I'm... Um, when you saw Luke Cage, people identified with that New York. They, that's that's my Harlem. Did you, as New Yorkers, when you saw Iron Fist, was that the New York you knew? Is that or that's just generic New York? That that's is Manhattan. That yeah, that's lower. <laughs> that's lower Manhattan. The 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 uppity lower Manhattan. Yeah, that that that's the part. Um, yeah, I, I never really Park there and unless shit. I was yeah. like delivering a package to somebody. Yeah. But I so, mean, like Daredevil. Daredevil was definitely Hell's Kitchen in Chelsea. I mean, 
you know they they got the they got that right in in, in Daredevil and again Jessica Jones and again it was Luke Cage with Harlem, so it's kind of like they went to like the generic to the uh, the the uh, generic uh, gentrified part of yeah. of Manhattan on this one. Straight business side of things, which yeah. is what it looks like they're trying to do, but. Uh... But yeah, yeah, it's definitely the, that that area. That's the type of flavor you're gonna get, which is none. Really. Yeah, exactly. So I I did post a poll on on uh, Fine Nerdy Venoms, and the, we'll go off. We'll go out on this last one. Uh, should we be concerned about the Inhuman series since Scott Buck, uh, who is the showrunner and the writer for many of the episodes for Iron Fist, is working on on the Inhumans as well? Should we be concerned about that that series? If he's gonna keep cooking with the flavor that he's cooking with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a little bit more. You can't again. You can't just throw some hip hop music in there and expect it to have a flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the music choice really reminds me of uh, Suicide Squad. Oh God. Suicide <laughs> Squad almost felt the same way. You can't just throw hip hop music in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what if we do that makes like you know people like us like Galaxy the Galaxy? Oh, they like music, so let's put in you know familiar songs. It's like it doesn't work that way. Huh. Hmm. What do you think, uh, Bison? Uh no. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep it simple. No. No. No, we shouldn't be worried, or no, this shouldn't no, be happening. No, I'm sorry. I should um, uh, I mean, no, we can't do it. Yes, we should. Okay. <laughs> he was just I'm saying, no. no, don't let him do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's no, no. He's like a negative Nancy towards anything Marvel. No, oh, I loved how he said that. No. That was the best. Oh, oh, oh. Nope, nope. That works. You should be negative I mean, just something that's not No, good. no. You guys got to give Bison credit. That was beautifully put. Um, no. Yeah. And to be fair, M Dog, he and he and Toby and I are all on the same page practically. So same boat. In terms of our so there you go. Uh yeah, no, we should definitely be worried about inhumans at this point <laughs> since that's the case. So, uh, all right, that's a good discussion. Uh, let's, all right, it's 1018. Yeah, let's move on and start closing up shop. Uh, who is, where is Dalek and doing uh, phone movie phone? Uh, hold on, let me get him back. Let me get him back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he, he could have just, uh, you know, muted. I think he walked away. The I think he walked away and didn't notice he was muted. <laughs> Oh wait, is that the wrong Mark Dalek? Hold on. Oh, yes, I think it I did. Had the wrong one too. Tell him to change his name back. It is my Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he uh, is. I had to call. Let's see if he picks up, or is he just totally ignoring us? <laughs> he picks up. He's like, "Hello, movie phone." Hey, phone, movie phone. You know, I usually record these shows as backups, <laughs> and you made me lose the entire 30 minutes. I'll give them to you. Uh-huh. 
dude, you gotta mute yourself. Where you did you like even go? Anyway? Yeah, why would you disappear? Oh, I did. I, I, I just forgot to mute. I, I, I went to. I, I, I went to check like a piece of styrofoam. Yeah, I shit my TV. We, we, yeah, we heard, we heard your conversation. Yeah, we, we heard you talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> phone movie phone. Okay, phone movie phone. Uh, ring ring. Ring ring. <laughs> Hello, you've selected Mr. Fake Movie Phone. First, oh god, why? It's chips. <laughs> <laughs> Is it barbecue flavor? Because those are good. <laughs> Sour cream and onion? No, no, never. No, it's for it's fried chicken and waffles. <laughs> <laughs> next, it's next. It's alien. Oh no, wait, it's just life. <laughs> it's a uh, so prequel. Wow. To the, yeah, it's a prequel to the Venom movie. <laughs> then Power Rangers. It's apparently terrible. Oh boy, I'm still seeing it. <laughs> Yeah, we know. Next, Slamajama. Now, see, that sounds like a movie that we should all go see. Well, yeah. I no. have no idea what that is. is it like Space Jam or something? <laughs> then I called him for... What, what's that, Bison? Uh, that, that movie has every black movie trope ever in there. Just look at the trailer. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Wow, uh, really? Does it have a soundtrack by the Quad City DJs, though? Everybody get down. It's time to slam now. Everybody get up, you schmuck. It's everybody (laughs) get down. Everybody get up. Fine, whatever. Moving on. Next, I called him Morgan, a documentary. Then, The Leveling. It's a drama. The Larry, a romantic comedy. And finally, Wilson, it's a comedy. Wilson! Next week, nothing. Um, yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. He's not right either. No, <laughs> like Ghost, <laughs> like Ghost, Ghost in the Shell is something now. Yeah, people are actually going to go see that, yeah, unfortunately. They are. Going it's going to make money. For the space jam. Come on now. So okay. basically, there's nothing opening until, I guess, Fate of the Furious. Let's see. Yeah, oh that would be, wow, the 14th of April. Oh. So next time it's movies. Oh, you have the Smurfs of Lost Village on the 7th. As I said, there's nothing opening. <laughs> the Smurfs. I want to go see the Smurfs. I mean, technically, there's nothing even in all related people. to the Smurfs. You know, yeah, Fate of Furious is going to make movie. Make, make well, I mean, that's Fate. Who cares? It's Cars Go Vroom, the movie. <laughs> the next good movie will be Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and that's not till Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Which makes it doubly good. Hmm. So, so we're saying that we're not seeing Ghost in the Shell. I'm not going to be Geek is going to go see Rangers. it. I'll take it or leave it. I'll I'm see it begrudgingly. See or Fast and Furious 8. No, I haven't seen any of the other ones. Gonna so, see Fast or... <laughs> so we basically named all the movies that just are coming out <laughs> next Yeah, well, we just shit on all those movies. Yeah, the, I'm going to get yeah, my the next Sombrero ready for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> basically, are you going to go in there? 
are you going to go into that film wearing the sombrero? Yes, it's going to be my space sombrero. Just sit in the back. Or oh, way, 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 way up. Blinking lights and, like, just, you know, alien mariachis. Just please, for all the all the gods that are mighty, do not associate yourself with us when you do that. It'll have a, uh, it'll have a uh, Fandango.com ad. Order code GSB. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, let's close up shop, shall we? <laughs> this has been a bizarre episode. Thank you, Bison, for joining us. Thank you. He's great, too. Oh. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, check him out at Bison for Life on Twitter, uh, as well as the rest of us. Well, Mutsky as well. Oh no, Mutsky! We forgot about Mutsky. I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. I never forget about Mutsky. What's wrong with you? Okay, fine. I forgot about Mutsky. Is that you have to be now? Shame, shame on you. Don't associate <laughs> yourself with us. Yeah, yeah let's, all, let's, let's all let's all slut shame Jonathan. Uh, anyway, Jedi Greedo is his uh, Twitter uh, handle as well, and as well for the rest of us, you have Alia underscore she. That's Twitterella. You have MDog957, you have Howard Toby, that's Toby1, Real Lord Dalek, uh, myself, Jonathan, Jason Zero, uh, Sharita22, that's the Silent Wonder, who's been with us lurking around, uh, <laughs> as well as Illuminous with two E's, Philarican underscore Uno, that's uh, El Camino, and of course, the main man himself, Geek Soul Brother. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Five Nerdy Venoms. That's at Five V E Nerdy Venoms. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, also visit GeekSoulBrother.com for news reviews. Uh, of course, with uh, Geek Soul Brother looking pr- all pretty on YouTube as well. And of course, don't forget to hit the donate button. It's that donate button. <laughs> really? My precious. Just really. <laughs> that was so good. You guys are so disappointing when it comes to <laughs> As long as we make JD laugh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't hate fun. Yeah. Oh, we have to. We, we also have. Yeah, we also have to add. Um, forgot to add um, Afro Puff and stuff. So that's Black Nerdity and on Twitter and uh, Blurred Words as well. Yeah, well, she's seen Boss Baby. We don't know why either. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to have to talk about it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't know what uh, Geek is doing for uh, Saturday Night Sci-Fi. Oh, Spicer, you know. Uh, it's a surprise. Just be there. Surprise. Surprise, bitches. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, come back and join us uh, on Tuesday. Hopefully, we'll have our Kamigamani episode up, on, uh, up by then. Um, of course, check us out on... Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, where else do we have the podcast? I forgot. Twitter and all that other stuff. Twitter. <laughs> YouTube. We're all over. I, said, I said iTunes. Touching the globe. <laughs> Grinder, Tinder, you know. Spanning the globe. <laughs> Match.com, coast you know. So. Everywhere. Exactly. Anyway, that's it for tonight. And see you guys next week. Until then, peace out, everyone. Oh, yes, come back next week. We're going to have Apple Puffin stuff talk about Boss Baby and her baby voice.
<laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yes. So mean. So mean. Yeah. All of you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.